know the platform, but it's just as important, guys. April Christopoli. Thank you very much. I'm going to pop this here, and I hope I don't need those. But just don't know, really, do we? I am married to Charles. <laughs> I am April. I am married to Charles. Um, I'm part of the team here at Uni Hill Church. Uh, I have just a little intro of me. Well, not much, actually. <laughs> we have three beautiful children out the back out there having some fun. Kiara, Jai and Lila. They are amazing, I think, anyway. This is the first time I have had the privilege of preaching. I'm excited. I'm very nervous. I'm probably more nervous than I am excited, but that's okay. I'm praying that you all get something out of this tonight. So before we start, I'm just going to um, start with just a quick prayer before we get into it. So Lord, I thank you that we could come here tonight, Lord, and um, worship you and hear your words, Father, and I pray that you'll open the hearts of everyone here and uh, pray that you'll speak through me tonight in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Who here has been to Hillsong Conference? Has anyone been? A few. Um, Charles and I got, the, uh, got to go last year and I thought it was amazing. The first time, well, it's the first time that we've been, so the atmosphere standing in a room of 30,000 odd people all worshipping God was um, something that stood out to me but there was one night that we were singing we we're actually singing the first song that we sang tonight who you say I am and um, we were worshiping and I felt that God was talking to me clearly through the words I felt like that the whoever I don't even know who wrote the song someone from Hillsong um, was singing sorry I felt that they had written the song for me um, the lyrics that stood out to me were I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. For you, uh, you are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. As we were singing it, I actually started crying. I'm thinking, this was written for me. Um, I felt God that, I hope I don't start crying now. Um, I also felt that he was telling me this, but he was also telling me to tell others. Um, so here I am, I'm being obedient what God has said and I'm doing it. My goal for tonight is that everyone here will leave um, either being reminded that God has called you for a purpose and for his glory no matter how you see yourself or you may be here tonight and have been never told that you've got a purpose. So I want to I let you know that you are not here by mistake. You are here for a reason. God loves you and, you, and he has chosen you. It's pretty crazy that the uh, creator of our universe chose us. Um, he knew us before we were even born. I am talking out of the book of Jeremiah, and I thought I'd just give you a little bit of context uh, before I read the scripture. Um, Jeremiah was called by God as a prophet to the nations. He was a PK, which is otherwise known as a um, pastor's kid, preacher's kid, yeah, um, prophet's kid any of those um so he would have seen what it was a bit what it was like to be in ministry watching his father um but at the time that God called Jeremy uh, Jeremiah into ministry he was young first of all and second of all 
um, the nation was actually in turmoil as they were being um, going back into captivity. So it would have been pretty tough um, for him to be in that position. So if you could open your Bibles or your Bible apps, whatever you've got there, um, to Jeremiah chapter 1, uh, verses 4 to 10. Um, I'm going to read it for you. I actually forgot my Bible, but luckily I've got it on my paper. Um, So, starting at verse 4, it says, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my mouth, sorry, I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. So for the people that are taking notes, my first point would be, God chose us and set us apart from the world to do his work. I have a little snippet of, um, I hope no one gets squirmish from this, but this was of my stomach when, I know it sounds weird, we'll get there. Lila, I was seven months pregnant. Have a look at this. I was seven months pregnant with Lila and I'm pretty sure it, it gets worse. I'm pretty sure she was actually trying to get out at this point. Is that real time? Oh, there it is. Look at it. I think that's that, that'll do. <laughs> so I was seven months pregnant with our youngest, Lila, and um, it's amazing. As soon as you're pregnant, um, you love your children. <laughs> I loved all of my children. Um, it's a strange feeling not even knowing them and loving them and doing anything you would do and wanting to do anything for them before you even know them. Um, it's like God. He loved us and he chose us before we, he, was, he even made us. So let's imagine that that's not Lila and that's Jeremiah in his mother's womb. It says that God knew Jeremiah before he formed him. Before he was even in the womb, God knew him. In other translations, it says, Before I made you in your mother's womb, I chose you. God knew us before we we were born. He knew how our lives were going to play out even before we did anything right or wrong. He had chosen us. He knew everything about us. He made us. He formed us. God chose us before we could even choose him. The second part of verse 5, it says, Before you were born, I set you apart. Or the Message Bible translated as, Before you saw the light of day, I had holy plans for you. His holy plan for Jeremiah was to become a prophet to the nation. To me, that sounds daunting, and I'm not surprised that he tried to get out of it, because I would have. 
God's call can be scary, but it's worth it. We all have a calling. There's a general call, of course, to believing Jesus Christ. But everyone who believes in Christ also has a special calling to a a particular position of obedience and ministry. Jeremiah was not just set apart for salvation. He was set set apart for his calling. God had work for him to do. The prophet had a mission to accomplish and a message to deliver to his generation, all for God's glory. So where are we positioned? Are we a business person, a parent, a doctor, a nurse, a teacher, whatever it is? No no position or role is more important than the other, but being obedient to God is. God has chosen you. He has set you apart to do his work wherever you are positioned right now. Our job is to love people like Christ loved and to deliver a message to our generation. So point two, we all have fears and insecurities, but God calls us for obedience. In verses, um, we'll go back to verse six. It says, alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak, I am too young. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Jeremiah's fears and insecurities made him try and get out of what God had called him to do. Jeremiah tells God that he's too young, doesn't know what to say. Um, How often do our fears try and get in the way of what God's calling us to? to do or tell us to do God I don't know what to say to this person I'm not good enough I'm not smart enough that's not my personality to do it to do that I've tried them all trust me (laughs) doesn't work look at me now (laughs) these insecurities and fears we have are not from God as soon as we start to lose our confidence we lose our authority in Christ Our confidence is in the Lord. The fears that Jeremiah had of not being old enough, not knowing what to say, were lies from the devil trying to stop him from doing what he was called to do. The devil hates it when we are walking in our calling. He's going to try everything in his power to stop us. But God has called us. No No matter how we see ourselves, He's made us in his image and we are perfect. How do we overcome our fears? I'm still still working it out myself. Stepping out. But fear is overcome with awareness. Awareness of our fears. Awareness of who we are in Christ. Obedience and confidence that God is with us. God says to Jeremiah in verse 8, Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you. God has got us. He is not going to ask us to do something and then leave us. We need to trust him with confidence and then step out in obedience in what he's asked us to do. And I'm preaching to myself right now. not something that I like to look at so 
have a look. Spiders. Huntsman's. I apologise for any arachnophobias in here. I actually don't like looking at it myself. Um, I don't know why God made them. I actually don't think they're necessary. They are a fear of mine. Um, but Or actually any, any spider is a fear of mine. Except for the little ones I can deal with, can't I? I can. If they're in a good position, I can... I can squish little ones or I get the kids too if Charles isn't home. They're better at it than I am. So last year I was, um, I was at home alone. Well, I had the kids in bed. Charles was out watching Netflix, relaxing on the couch. And I, in the corner of my eye, my peripheral vision, I saw movement. And that's not what you want to see when your kids are in bed, your, your husband's out. And the dog's on the couch with me. I'm like, oh, uh-oh. So I looked across and there on my, they were new at the time, my barn doors, I loved my barn doors, was a massive huntsman. And when I say massive, it was massive. Charles will say it's half the size it actually was, but it was, it was about this big. It, was, it looked like him. <laughs> Not a fan. So I, I kept my calm. Laura knows my fears of, I've, I've actually waited for her to get to my house to ha- save me once before. I knew she was on her way. I'm like, how far away are you? Um, I kept my calm and I, I got up. I thought, I'm going to have to get, go get my spray because I don't squish. Does anyone spray? You, you spray? Who squishes? Oh, no. Who freeze? Nah. So I'm not calling any of you to come and help me. No, they need to be dead. I, I, can't, I can't get close enough to squish. And the fact that they make a noise when you squish. And I'm not going to have them go back into the garden just to come back again. So they have to be dead. Thank you. Normally I call Charles, Charles, come and get him. There's a spider. But he wasn't there, so I calmed. I kept calm. So I'm like, okay. I'm going to have to go through the doors in my living room to get the spray. (sighs) And as I walked, I was about to walk through the doorway, it jumped off the doors. Yeah, that's what I thought. (gasps) It jumped off the door and I couldn't find it. It's gone. I'm like, oh, no. So I thought, well, I can't see it anyway. So I'm just going to go get the spray, run and get it come back and then I'll sort myself out. I did think I'll grab the kids, burn the house down. (laughs) Charles didn't didn't think that would have been a good idea and he's very grateful. So I came back, couldn't find it, and I thought, oh, well, I'll I'll just kind of, I didn't want to get too close. Our couches are brown, spiders are brown, so it was camouflaged anyway. So I I thought I'm just going to have to look around the couch a little bit and move it maybe. Uh, and then next minute I saw it crawling up the wall on the other side of the... I'm like, ready? It's, on a, it's in a good position. You know how they, if they're in a bad position, it's not good? Jordan knows. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I've got it. I got close enough, but not close enough. Close enough for the spray. And I got him. I sprayed the heck out of him. 
He dropped on the floor and he was white. I think the whole can had been used on him. Um, and I left him there for Charles to clean, out up, clean up, I'm sure, because I don't do the clean up either. Um, point to my story is the huntsman in this story represents the fear in our lives. The lies that the devil tries to tell us, they're big, ugly and scary. The spray represents God's voice. As we cover our fear and replace it with listening to God's voice, reading his word and in reading his word seeing what God says about us rather than listening to those lies don't let fear get in your way as God asks us to be obedient and step out of where we are comfortable generally when we're comfortable we're not being stretched he'll be there to cover us as we do step out it's not going to be easy in Jeremiah 1 19 it says they will fight against you but will not overcome you for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. We can rest assured that God will be with us. We need to find confidence in who calls us, not our ability to do it. Psalm 71, 5 says, For you have been my hope, sovereign Lord, my confidence since my, my youth. Which brings me to my last and uh, point three and my last point if I can get the band to come up sorry Chris you're just getting to your to the spot verses 9 to 10 says the Lord reached out his hand and touched did I tell you what the point was an encounter from God gives us authority verses 9 to 10 says the, then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me I've put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. An encounter from God, a touch from God, gives us authority to live out the call in our life. Jeremiah was touched by God. He had an encounter with the Lord. That encounter gave him the authority to go forward and do what he was called to do. The Lord said, I appoint you over nations and kingdoms as he touched Jeremiah's mouth. The touch from God gives us the authority to go, live, go out and live a life with confidence, strength and boldness. Have you had an encounter with God? I remember going to a church camp back when I was um, a young teenager with my cousin. And I had an encounter with God. I got filled with the Holy Spirit. It was an undeniable experience that uh, that I had I'd been touched by God in that moment I've had many encounters at home doing the dishes cleaning the house generally cranking up the music at, in the car I crank up the music again I generally put my worship music on and then start praying and worshipping and there are encounters with God it takes us to, it takes us to stop and have those moments and allow God to speak to us. What are you doing in your life to encounter God? So I'm going to recap. Remember, God chose you for you, not because you are like anyone else, but because you are you. We all have fears and insecurities, but God has called us to be obedient to what he has called us to do. An encounter from God gives us the authority to do what he has called us to do. 
And if you're unsure of what your, go- what your call is, start by doing what you already know. Things like spending time in prayer, reading, studying the Bible, serving and loving your family, loving your neighbours, your, your colleagues, serving at church where you can, get involved and being an example and a witness in this crazy world we live in. Secondly, ask God to reveal his call in, for your life. If you ask, he has promised to answer. It says in James 1.5, If any of you lacks wisdom, you, sh- you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. As we so- sing this song, Who You Say I Am, have a think and ask God to reveal to you about what fears and insecurities you might have that may be stopping you from answering your call. Are you putting your hope in Christ? Because if you do, he will help you overcome all things. God has chosen you and he's called you. Now it's up to you to answer that call. His love for me, who the sun sets free, who is free indeed. I'm a child of God, yes I am. Free at last, He has ransomed me, His grace runs deep.
stand up here because you're all standing. And if I stand on the under length of a lengthy 14-year-old, no one will see me. Do you really like that concept? Uh, kill the spider. And if the spider is representing the lies that the enemy tries to, to, to speak over your life. See, when April paints that picture, you, you've got to understand that once she's used the can of spray, it, the spray fumigates the whole house because she literally uses the whole can. And, and you don't understand, as that spider would have been falling down the wall, she would have been following it with the can. And, and, then, and then she would have continued to spray it while it was on the ground. And more than likely, she would have had to leave the room because there would have been a fragrance throughout the entire room. You see, that's sometimes what we need to go out the lives of the devil with. You know, there's a clear theme through tonight. When you think of Jay and, and Kat on their walk with Griff and, and with Jay's personal health, you see, there was an opposition that wants to bring specific thoughts. And then April, you know, I prayed to the Lord. She's never been a public speaker at all in her whole life. And she's overcome that fear next to spiders, I believe in Jesus' name. But what's happening is that she is refusing to submit to the lies of the devil. But in fact, what she did is I heard her speaking life this week. She'd be walking around the house and she I know she'd be talking to God. She's like, I've got this. I've got this. Because what she was doing, she was killing the spider. Every time the devil tries to speak things that are not life, kill the spider by covering it with God's Word. By putting so much God's word over it that all of a sudden there's, there, there's the Holy Spirit present in your thought pattern and, and, and in your room. You, you, you've got to kill the spider. You know, it's interesting what Jay said tonight. I remember that conversation and I remember the Holy Spirit speaking to me. And here's the word of wisdom in attacking the questions that the devil tries to conjure up in you. We always pray for answers. But when you pray God's peace, He'll give you peace despite of the unanswered questions. You need God's peace. And here's how you get God's peace. He's called me from the womb. Not only was Jeremiah having a great understanding of the fact that God would use him and he would be God's mouthpiece, but from that authority of being called by God, he then spoke to the entire nation saying, you're about to go into 70 years of captivity. He says, but the God that calls me, he knows the plans that he has for you as a nation, as a people. And it says it's to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you a future and a hope. Do you know what he was doing to the nation? He was killing the spider. God's given me his word. So I think if we do anything, I want you to go home remembering that when things try to come into your life and not bring life, pull you down, cause fear, cause questions, kill the spider. God's word says he's for you, not against you. That you're the head and not the tail. That He has a plan for your life. That that plan pre-exists your existence. Because it says before you were in the womb. So even before you were wiggling, He said, I've got a plan for you. So I'm going to put you in a womb. And then you're going to be born. And then you're going to live. He's got a plan for Griffin's life. Amen. Griffin is going to be a baller in many arenas. I'm just telling you now, we know how good Jay is at sport. It's going to be good. Can we just pray? I believe there are people in this room. Right now, if you close your eyes, is there a spider in your life? Is there something that is repeatedly attacking your thought processes, 
you can't do this, you can't have that career, you're always going to be held by that fear, you're always going to be bound by that anxiety. But that's tonight, I believe the Word of the Lord is we're going to kill that because God says that you are an overcomer. God says that you've been made righteous through faith. And what's really cool, if you think about that, what makes you righteous is faith in Jesus Christ. So if you have faith in Jesus Christ, you're righteous. And then the Bible says that the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and it's effective. So by having faith in Jesus, you can kill the spider and you can have power. So with every eye closed, if you've got a spider in your life, if there's a fear or something, with every eye closed, why don't you raise your hands right now as we pray and give it to God. Dear Heavenly Father, right now, we see all the hands that are raised in this room. Lord, those hands are raised, but what we're doing is we're raising them in faith because effectively what we're doing is we're gonna give them to you, God. You know, I'm worried about my kids. I'm worried about my health. I'm worried about my finances. I'm worried, but Lord, I thank you that I'm worried because in this moment, it's pushing me to you. I thank you, Lord, that you are working it for good because in those fears, I know that you give me strength. So God, I ask that right now you would kill the spider. We give it a name whether it be anxiety, whether it be fear, whether it be health, whatever it is right now, we kill it. And we say, submit to the name of Jesus. We give it back to you. We give it back to you. And Lord, whenever those thoughts, if they try to come back, we're gonna spray them with your word, with faith, with peace. We don't need the answers. We need to know you're in control. We give it back to you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God is good, isn't He? Hey, I uh, have a quick question to ask everybody in the room. If you don't know who Jesus is as your own personal Lord and Saviour, I'd love you to come and have a convo with me after the service. See, the, the, the win is that I know that my life is taken care of. I know that if I was to die tonight, where I'd be going because I know I have true relationship with Jesus. And if you read the Bible, the Bible's very clear on saying the only way to get to the Father is through the Son, and that's Jesus. So I have a pamphlet about why Jesus that has uh, can answer those questions. So I'd love you to come and see me uh, after the service. If you wanna have a conversation about that, we can put your name down for Alpha or we can, we can get a coffee. Either way, it'd be fantastic. I've forgotten what you wanted me to do, Pastor Geordie. Okay, yeah, we're going to eat now. So um, that's good. So what we're going to do is we're going to close the meeting right now. Why don't we all head into the cafe? Um, so there's FPOS available. Um, have some dinner together. Hang out. Buy some drinks. Have a great week. Just remember, whenever you see creepy crawlies, God's got you. Kill the spider. Amen. <laughs>